How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. This week, we're coming to you from the Patreon. We're unfiltered, unhinged, untethered, uncensored. Yeah, and I'm fucked up. My brain, I'm like not in a good headspace. So we're going to go off the rails today for sure. Good, good. I think everyone deserves um, to hear us at our most psychotic. Yeah, I'm on day five of like an impromptu prolon, and I've also been sleeping like four hours a night. So Jesus like, Christ. I can't be, I don't think you could be less healthy than I am right now without having an actual diagnosis and not being on drugs. Like, I think like to be like sober and like technically healthy, I'm as fucked up as you can get, I think. So you're, yeah, you're right on the edge. Do you think I'm on you'll... the razor's edge of sanity, <laughs> but what disturbs me is how fine I feel. That's what's been disturbing me because so sorry to just jump into this. Cause we have no. so much more to talk about, but I go right into me, but I decided to do this prolon. I couldn't sleep all week. And I'm like, I feel more okay than I think that I should. Well, your body gets used to like, not and, sleeping i think yeah. your body just like sort of gets used to it. and it's not healthy but you can you know you can handle four I hours can of sleep. function and i've also been eating less than the prolon which is not a brag it's because i'm not i'm still you know i still have my issues for sure. god's sake but like i'm not even finishing i barely have been eating this week well, because the prolon food, and I've never tried it. I it probably never so, will. So bad. It looks disgusting. It, it tastes looks worse horrible. than it looks. I mean, that's that's how they get. That's why it's easy, probably, to like stay under yeah. five hundred calor- calories it's a day. Nauseating. It's disgusting. But that's what you because I was like, you know, I've been so stressed out. I've been so anxious. I really need to like reset, and you know, I need to like balance. And I feel more unhinged than ever. Well, this is your last day of prolon, right? Yeah, and I don't know if I'm gonna go all the way to the end of the day. I might like have dinner. It's Friday. I mean, it's Friday. On. I never. I, I like. I'll be honest with you. Like, I usually cheat the last meal of prolon. Sure. I mean, my Friday routine now is like because I like you know eat pretty healthy during the week. Not like crazy, but like you know making my own food. But once Friday rolls around, because I'm also not drinking during the week, so 
after we record this podcast the first thing i do is i go to fucking my stupid shoppy shop and buy a 25 five dollar bottle of wine and a giant baguette honestly as soon as this podcast stops recording i am just like party time i get fucked up i'm like here we go and we don't stop i mean we record this podcast at 10 a.m so i'm not talking about like friday night i'm talking about friday day like the day i am i i'm like fuck it i mean always my last thing of the week exactly we organize our weekly schedule so this is basically our last thing of the week and then once this is done i mean not to be like a martyr or anything but i have to like quote unquote edit and upload so I have like an extra hour of you work you have an extra step you have some extra work and today I do have some emails that I have to send after yeah. but um but those were emails that I definitely could have sent literally every single day of the week and haven't done so it's my own fault yeah I also have a little more work to do which I think I will just get up early Monday morning and do so I don't have to do it today but smart um Let's welcome, I think maybe because of the trial, because of the Will Cole thing, we have a couple of new Patreon subscribers this week. Uh, Caitlin and Jeremy, welcome to our Den of Sin. Welcome. Sorry, I just started by screaming about being on Prolon. I would love to tell you that that's not, that's unusual, but it's not. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So... We talked a little bit about our various health problems last week. Should we give a oh, quick update? Just so oh, people yeah, let's worried? do a quick update because last time I was like, oh, I have to go get a CT scan, but I'm fine. So that's very, that's nice. Um, and I, they think it's, I have these like weird, someone DM me on Instagram with the name and it's what they said to you, but I still can't remember what it is, but it's um migraines. It's like these weird, it's very goopy. It's very auto, it's I don't, it's not, I don't think it's an autoimmune condition, but maybe it is. I don't know. It's like these weird migraines that basically you don't get a headache. You feel like you're going to fall down. You feel like dizzy. Yeah. I mean, it's probably shameflammation. I mean, how could it not be related to inflammation in some way? I mean, like how could a whole 30 not help or, but you know, what is more likely is that I gave it to myself with my doing too many whole thirties and probably yeah. like that. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and then my update is um, I finally I got an appointment with the oral surgeon to supposedly take out my tooth, but he doesn't have any like openings till later in the month. Uh, so next week, in the meantime, I'm going to a root canal specialist and seeing if they can maybe save the tooth because I it's so st- I, I have no symptoms. My tooth doesn't hurt. It's still like blindingly wh- white, like it's not discolored. I, it just seems I, I can't mentally wrap my head around the fact that I have to fucking pull this tooth when like nothing seems to be wrong with it, at least on the outside. So I'm going to get a second opinion. Get the second opinion. Uh, And we will see. We will see. Oh, I also am going to the other my regular doctor too Monday because I was like, I'm just going to take care of everything at once. Yeah. Um, my like my leg issues that I've like had leg pain for the past couple months off and on. And that's why I got my, you know, the massage gun and I've been doing all the like sciatica stretches. But I was like deep in an internet like hysteria hole the other day, and I convinced myself that it was probably like a blood clot and I was gonna get a pulmonary embolism if I didn't take get it taken care of. I feel like I'm rubbing off on you in a bad way. I well, I think it's just doing I think it's like doing the podcast and like reading goop every week and then it's just i think our natural sort of 
Anxiety. dispositions i mean not to be like race science about it but like our natural neurotic jewish oh, dispositions of just like always thinking we're gonna die that's what's kept us alive it is yeah i would have died so many well i yeah i would have died so many times if i didn't like if i wasn't like terrified of everything mm-hmm. i wonder sometimes i wonder Probably um, would not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh yeah that's my monday is um going to two different doctors which is like truly a wonderful a wonderful day for me it's better than doing work um yeah i would always rather be at the doctor than at work i can't deny that let's see what else we have i mean there's so much to talk about we have you know the continuing will will cole fall out we have like the trial of the century which is happening the trial of the century um but I do, let's see. Oh, this is on the Patreon too. So I can actually be honest. And I think I know what Will Cole's problem is. I think okay. we, I, said, I think he has fetal alcohol syndrome. He has the face. Yeah. He has the, he yeah. Cause I, I was like, what was I doing? Oh, someone, <laughs> it was on Twitter. Someone was said, there's this like new hot, like tennis star who's like good looking, but he has those sort of like wide set eyes. So someone said he had fetal alcohol syndrome. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess so. And then I like looked at pictures of people with fetal alcohol syndrome. And then I went to a website that was like, here are celebrities with fetal fetal alcohol syndrome. And they're like, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin? Yeah. And these are supposedly, according to this website, um, it says, Joaquin Phoenix, despite being born into a religious family, he and his four other siblings had a tough upbringing with a mother. Oh, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. Who struggled with alcohol abuse. A closer look at Phoenix's face will reveal a scar that runs from his lip to his nose. Um, He had a cleft lip a facial and oral malformation that occurs in unborn children in early pregnancy born into a home impacted by alcoholism. Phoenix is one of the many celebrities with FAS. And then the second one they said was truly shocking. You'll never guess who it is. Kristen Stewart. No, but, um, well, no, I wouldn't even say that that's warm. It's uh Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. I, okay. I'm, w- I'm shocked. I'm shocked because she, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. Yeah, you, you think you're shocked, and then you you ponder that face for an extra moment, and then you think, oh, it's not so shocking. Yeah. Um, Witherspoon's mother drank heavily while she was pregnant with her. The well, Hollywood star has a thin upper lip, malformed skull, and learning difficulties. Maybe I have it. All of which are classic signs of FAS. In addition to these physical characteristics, Witherspoon has also been known to struggle with mood swings and lackluster personal hygiene. However, this did not stop her from pursuing her dreams. Lackluster personal hygiene? I've never heard that about Reese Witherspoon. No. Okay. And so I think they really need to add another person to this list, and that's Will Cole. But... They Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon look great. They look great. Looks like a little weasel. Yeah, he really does. Oh, I had to. I don't even want to talk about it because it really didn't add anything to the discourse. But like, I listened to. He was on Gwyneth's podcast this week, Mm. and they. he she needs to get away from this guy he's driving her into he's ruining her reputation he really is you'd yeah you'd think after all of these years nothing could ruin Gwyneth's reputation it's, it's gonna like, be this asshole and yeah it's like because he's insane he's he is a cult leader the way she I mean I don't know if any of you guys listen to the podcast this week but she 
and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but she sounds like really nervous around him. Like, yeah, but she's, yeah. She sounds like she's afraid she's going to get in trouble. Totally. Totally. It is. It's it's like, like, what is he doing to her when we're the cameras aren't on? Well, and like, he talks about these, he has these like bullet points that he talks about of all these disorders that he's diagnosing and he keeps it he's like long covid toxic mold and he like lists them off and it's just oh this is coincidentally the things that gwyneth herself has and these are the things that he specializes in like diagnosing i mean we'll get more into it with concerning the whole jen gunter of it all later but like this um it's it's bad and it's not getting any better and hopefully if her week in park city away from Will, away from all of her cares in the world, just focusing on this ski accident. Maybe maybe it'll give her a little time to reflect. Probably not. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think, I think she's full, she's gone. She's fully on board with this man. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know because it's like everyone knows what a charlatan he is. So it's like I don't know what anyone could prove that would make it bad enough that Gwyneth would see the light. Unless she like, I don't know, has to be hospitalized for malnutrition or something. I don't know. Um, have you been have you been following the trial? Yeah, of course. Uh Today, so today's Friday. Today, supposedly, she, both she and the plaintiff, um, Dr. Sanderson, mm-hmm. are going to testify. Ugh, we're mad. That sucks. I know it's oh, happening she's, now. She's doing it now. Is she doing it now? God. Let's see. I think this, these are live updates. Um, Is any of this televised? Are they, or it's just, you just get the updates? I've been seeing it on like on TikTok. Little clips. There's like it's just funny because I always get like these like crime. It's called like Law and Crime, which is this very shitty TV station. But I always see clips of trials on TikTok. And for the longest time I was just watching like the Murdoch trial mm-hmm. on it. But now it just switched and it's just the Gwyneth trial, which hey. I think is so funny. I mean yeah, the Murdoch trial ended, so we need a new we need a new trial. Yeah, they were like trying to make this guy who like I don't know, like this guy killed his like ex's new boyfriend, I think, and his teenage daughter had to testify, and Ooh. she was like this like funny little like teenage like bitch. She was like a bitch to all the lawyers, <laughs> and they were like trying to make that the thing, but no one really cared about the guy, and now it's just Gwyneth. Yeah, the Gwyneth thing, it is such a like a light, frothy trial where I mean, according to the plaintiff, he's his life is ruined. His life is ruined, yeah. I so so yeah, Tuesday was the first day of the trial. Um they had they did their opening statements, and then the first person that testified was Sanderson's friend Craig Ramon, who was also who there. I thought was a huge loser. Wait, what is it, he the one who is he the one who called um Brad the Coldplay guy? Oh no, I didn't hear that. Maybe. I was I think no, it was I think it was him. He's the one who was like talk he's the one who was like on the slope and he, he was like, on the slope over. Yeah. And he 
referred to he he's I think he's lying because he was like and then the Coldplay guy came over that was what he said in his deposition he got the husbands mixed up yeah but then now I'm thinking was it even Brad or like I think within their story it's actually the ski instructor I don't even well, think it was Chris because this was happened in 2016 so this was before she and Brad got together so maybe it was the Coldplay guy they were there. together I think oh, they were? I think Brad was there I think they were dating okay but I know the kids were there. So and with that family, you never know when the exes are also going to be Chris could be around. Chris is, Who knows? you know, but I don't, the, the point of, the point is that it wasn't Chris. Yeah. He just said the Coldplay guy because he like knew that Gwyneth had been married to the Coldplay guy. Wow. But he obviously was pulling that out of his ass because Chris Martin was not the person. Not there. And then... On Wednesday, we had a radiologist, Wendell Gibby, who testified that Sanderson deteriorated after the collision and stopped doing many of the activities he did prior to the incident. Wine tasting. Wine tasting. Yeah, like bridge. And uh, it fucked up his relationship with his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> it made God. him break up with his girlfriend. Um, And then let's see. So we had the radiologist. Oh, and then a neuropsychologist who evaluated Sanderson in 2020 and also testified about various shifts in Sanderson's mental health. But See, that thing- guy didn't have data from before. Okay. Yeah. So not, I don't think they should have even been allowed to use and it. And this guy, I'm sorry, like he's in his seventies. So like his mental faculties could just sort of be slowing down anyway, right? There's no evidence that it's because of the ski accident. Yeah. And then yesterday, we had a couple more people testify. Um, there was a another neuropsychologist, Alina K. Fong, who said that she first saw Sanderson in 2017, soon after the accident, and described him as complaining of a myriad of symptoms, including cognitive issues, fatigue, mood and personality changes, pain and headaches. Um. And then let's see. Oh, and then I didn't see. Did you see clips of the daughter? Because the daughter testified yesterday too. I didn't see it. His daughter. His daughter. Yeah, uh, Polly Sanderson Grasham um, testified about a year and a half after the crash. See, that's the thing. A year and a half after the crash, she noticed her father's processing speed appeared to have changed. I just like I don't. I'm sorry. Like I'm not the brain surgeon here, but I mean. How do we know that that's from a ski accident? Yeah. That uh, happened a year and a half before. A year and a half. I mean, it could be anything. It could be regular deterioration. It could be, you know, onset of dementia. Like, who knows? Um, and then this other guy, Richard Bomey, a biomedical engineer who testified as an expert witness. So he wasn't there, but he said because he's a bio biomedical engineer, he knows that Sanderson's rib injuries was sustained because he was struck um from behind which is sort of the crux of the case is like who struck who from behind but then there's a gopro camera that is missing apparently that like would have had footage of what actually happened and then today supposedly what's going to happen is gwyneth and sanderson are both going to testify so unfortunately for all of us we'll have to wait till next week to talk about it but and then i guess doesn't gwyneth get her chance to like make her case to call her witnesses oh yeah i guess so that's i guess how justice works i think so so they're gonna be there for another week at least i guess i don't know is she wearing that same white sweater every day or is that just the first day 
I can't know. Just think it's just the first day. I don't think she's wearing the same thing every day, but it no. looks that's the like iconic look. She looks so good. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's G label. Label. I mean, she's really what a great advertisement for it. Somebody those told glasses. me glasses. I know. My somebody texted me who's anti Gwyneth, and they were like a friend of mine, and she was like, um, "Gwyneth is one of the few people who looks less smart with glasses on," and hmm. um, I think she may have had a point, but I think that's a sign of her like beauty because it's like you know you associate beauty with intelligence when you see someone beautiful you like assume they're smart you think so oh yeah that's like a human that's like a natural like human um okay. reaction to like physical attractiveness you like see them as like a good leader and stuff sure, like that. Sure. um but if she's like masking it then she's uh she it, that's why it takes off IQ points because it's like we're not getting as much of that face. That's what uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, with Gwyneth, she's obviously so beautiful. I feel like the glasses don't sort of either enhance or detract. It's just like another. It's like you know what mood she's in. She you know what she's going for when she wears the glasses is like. Yeah, I think it looks serious. like a costume. She's yeah. like dude, she's like I'm I'm lawyer Gwyneth now, so like I better put on my glasses. That's what I get. Yeah. Uh, but those pictures, it is, especially after seeing the like, you know, non makeup footage of her on Will Cole's podcast that was going, you know, through TikTok like this sort of, I mean, she's not wearing a ton of makeup, but it's like the, the glamour of the trial photos is like a nice, a nice refreshing. Um, no, she knows how to dress for a trial. She, she does. She just does. But yeah, regardless of the outcome, I feel like this is going to, she's never going to be able to like, like on Goop, they're never going to be able to do like, oh, this is the fun things to do on a ski weekend or like, this oh, is yes, they will. She'll do it probably next week. She doesn't give a shit. She's, she'll do it twice as much. You think so? She'll be like, yeah. I love skiing. And like, yeah, she'll do <laughs> watch it. Watch out, world. I'm yeah, watch out, world. Slopes. Here I come on my skis. All these um, elderly, dementia riddled doctors are going to like have to clear out of the way. I, I don't know. I, um, I don't know if she did it or not. I'll be honest. If she did ski into him, I still don't think that she did all that damage. I think, no, I think whether she actually skied into him or not, I don't think that she caused him permanent brain damage. No, Especially if the symptom, I mean, if the symptoms didn't really manifest until like a year and a half after the accident, it seems so like circumstantial that there's no way you could prove it. Yeah. And like, I mean, hopefully they'll get this GoPro, GoPro footage. I mean, the, the guy who said that the rib injury is indicative of like being hit from behind. That's the only piece of evidence. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe she did it. Cause but other than that, it's like, first to say anything. Yeah, that's true. It's like, um, the what's his the staircase that like blood spatter expert you can say anything oh the blood spatter expert that's what sorry baby's gonna go crazy now for some reason the blood spatter they should not oh my god the blood spatter is um why he got out because mm -hmm. it's a pseudoscience and they shouldn't have let him on the stand in the first place i mean maybe they should get will cole to testify and say you know the accident caused gwyneth to have to get 
shameflammation and toxic mold and long COVID maybe. Yeah. She's had long COVID and she was predisposed for that COVID to be long because, well, or because this guy was stressing her out so much. Uh, and it does say something like it was supposed to be $3 million and now he went down to 300,000. That's like, Which seems not like a pretty big change. I know. Well, yeah. If, cause it, if he was, I mean, he was already retired, so it's not like they were his like income lessened because of this accident. Like he wasn't working anymore. I don't know. I mean, who knows who ran into who? But yeah, regardless, I don't think that like you can prove that these mental issues were caused by this this ski accident. Which it seemed like, regardless of how hurt anyone was, they did like get up and go home. No, neither of them like went to the emergency room. You know. Yeah, but I did see where he was like, her lawyer was like, and she couldn't even finish her day, even though she had a full day pass that she paid for, but she only got to do half a day and she couldn't go skiing that afternoon. Like that was like the big thing (laughs) that happened. Yeah, it was in the morning. So she wasted a whole day of skiing. She wasted a whole day. And she said, she kept saying, you know, that guy really hurt me. (laughs) That's that's like the lawyer. That guy I do tend to believe because everything I've heard about, regardless of what we've heard about Gwyneth behind the scenes, everything I've heard about Gwyneth in public is like she's always really friendly and gracious and outgoing. And she likes to present this like, you know, nice image out in the wild. So I really do think if she I mean, they were all in like ski outfits, so maybe she just wanted to stay unrecognizable. But like if she was the one that like knocked into him, you'd think that she would have been there for him in his hour of need yeah but i also think that she probably immediately knew that it was gonna get Mm. ugly because she's i'm sure people are like constantly trying to like sue her or stuff like that like i think that happens with like every celebrity well yeah we have the exploding candle we have the 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 third degree burns from the goop store in the hamptons yeah which i don't know they may have a case with that one but i like i just in general like i think it's like a risk for like most people that are like known to be wealthy um but and like uh, kind of unsympathetic because they're famous but um I feel like she might have just like not one like I think that might be why she just like didn't say anything because like if she did it or if she didn't do it she might have been like what do these people want from me and just yeah. kept her mouth shut yeah 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 um, or she might have just been like, fuck this asshole and just been like, I'm not going to talk to you fucking pigs, you skiing bastards who skied into me and like hurt my arm or whatever got hurt. Oh, totally. Like if he's the one that skied into her, I that sounds like her exact reaction would be to like sort of huff off angrily and then stop skiing and then, you know, say, oh, this guy really hurt me. But she wouldn't have. I mean, she wouldn't have been the one to sue him because I feel like she doesn't need the money and like that would just drum up bad publicity if if she was suing this you know poor poor doctor <laughs> oh i know but i don't think anyone needed to get sued here no i'm sure they both have great insurance like and i they don't they didn't need it i mean like what does what were this guy's injuries like you said like he didn't go to the doctor he didn't go to the emergency room right no i think Did it he was not the... go to the doctor until like years later or what about the ribs maybe he went for the ribs maybe but the at least according to the trial as far as i know the first time he was treated for anything was in 2017 a year after uh a year after the accident so if he's not gonna like get checked out right after what happened um i don't think that you can yeah i don't think that you can prove that like any 
specific injury was was causing the the mental deterioration i mean it it just it does seem like this family is in pain and like this guy does have dementia or whatever is happening and it really sucks but they're you know they're using this accident as a scapegoat oh for sure i i think she's 100 percent innocent or mm. even if she's not i don't care i want her to get off <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean she's yeah it's like she'll she'll be fine she's suffered enough uh what else do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about the saltine gate? Oh yeah. Well, I asked you about this before. Cause I, I misunderstood this controversy. Mm. So there was like a Bon Appetit video with this woman who I don't know. I've never seen her before. I don't really keep up with Bon Appetit anymore ever since their, you know, fiasco. Um, and she made this recipe, which was like, I've seen people do something like this before. I think it's like a Southern thing, but yeah. she, so like you take saltines and you put them in a, in a Ziploc bag with like some oil and some seasonings. So I think that the Southern way is to use like whatever, like like spicy stuff and like slap your mama or whatever. Yeah. Or just then, like garlic or, powder and paprika or like or whatever. Tonys or whatever. And then I don't know, I'm just making up what they, what I think people from like Louisiana use. And then um, the, she used Zatar yeah zatar and like and jug and like a couple or like a couple other like random sort of like more trendy spice blends and then yeah you you take a big ziploc bag with oil and the spices and you shake it up with the saltines and then you and then you put them on a baking sheet and like put them in the put it in which looks like fine i mean i don't know i obviously i don't think people would probably do that for like every day but like if you were having like people come over and you wanted something with dip i mean it looks good to me i don't i don't really see the problem with it so then some guy tweeted and i don't know who he is so his name's eric rivera i had never heard of him he is a private chef um he says his home base is in raleigh and then he has oh god i'm so stupid he has a flag on his bio i i don't it's like either dominican republic or puerto rico don't cancel me i don't know it's like one of those ones i don't know what flag it is okay i'm not gonna look because i probably went over there um and so he replied Never in my life, or he just like quote tweeted the video and he said, never in my life did I ex- ever expect anyone to gentrify saltine crackers. But here we are from an expected source, Bon Appetit. Which like, I just didn't know. I didn't know that saltine crackers could be gentrified. I just didn't know what the fuck he was talking they can't. about. That does not what gentrification means. It's gentrification is a very specific thing about neighborhoods changing and people getting priced out of the neighborhoods that their families were historically in because of you know business development and predominantly white upwardly mobile people moving into neighborhoods where uh, working class people of color live there you cannot gentrify a cracker and like i feel like saltines are such a like i feel like if you had to say like what's like a stereotypical like white person food it would be a saltine like it would be on the list it wouldn't be out of place on the list that's true too so yeah it's not like because they're you know we've had the other sort of mini controversies about oh the new york times did a jollof rice recipe or there was one this week that was like the new york times did 
it was like plantains and they were like chopping plantains in a specific way that people so that there was the whole rigmarole of like oh you know plantains give me explosive diarrhea don't eat plantains and it's like at this point it's and i really <laughs> i i become a complete fucking conservative reactionary with these controversies because i'm like i i'm sorry like i it's the 21st century in the united states of america i'm allowed to eat whatever fucking food i want and not feel guilty about it sorry i mean i don't know i just feel like the thing like um yeah i i just i don't know no comment (laughs) so so at least so this guy he tries to, you know, make a whole controversy because it's an easy target, Bon Appetit. And yes, Bon Appetit has had real issues in the past, which, you know, we've covered, a lot of people have covered them. Um, But it was sort of funny that like almost immediately he had to like turn the replies off because he was getting roasted so hard. See, so I didn't realize that that was what was happening because I am like barely engaged in any of this. And so I thought that he, everyone was agreeing with him. No. Because I also looked at the post on Instagram and all of the replies below that post, which this may be just a normal Bon Appetit thing because I don't really look at it, were extremely negative, but they weren't saying it was gentrification. They were saying other things like, oh God, so now we have to... um, we have to season our crackers now. Like what else do we have to do? And yeah, like, bon all of this making shit, like, you do this. Also like those seed oils are killing you. There were some of those. Oh, sure. Of course. Um, also like, why would you use white flour crackers when you could use a healthier flour? Like just create just everything. So it's so, coming from all directions. Everybody seems fucking white hot pissed about this fucking cracker thing, which also I just looked it up and the the original ones are called Alabama firecrackers. And it's what it's just like garlic powder and regular it's spices. Like, I, there are different ones. It's like this one says Ritz, olive oil, Italian seasoning, and red pepper flakes. Sure. And some of them have like, um, I mean, I would assume there would be like, I guess the red pepper flakes are the spicy thing on it. Yeah. I so know. I think so this I don't know this Bon Appetit test kitchen person I don't know like if she's from the south or whatever but like it does seem I don't like white black whatever it's it seems like a southern sort of middle class working class regular old appetizer that people make and then because she works for Bon Appetit that's her job she's zhuzhing it up making it new making it fancy like that is literally the mission statement of this of this publication yeah but i mean like really it's just like swapping out one spice for another for the same yeah it's it's not yeah it's not like and also this alabama firecracker this isn't like some like time honored like traditional um you know part of like southern cuisine that was like developed by like you know, enslaved Black American people, yeah. chefs and whatever. Yeah. Like this w- looks, I mean, this is like something that like, this looks like a very like suburban, like mom kind oh, of really? snack thing. Like this is like, this isn't, this is like, um, like mom blog food is what it looks like to me. Right. And I think Eric, what Eric Rivera didn't know when he posted this, I mean, he is from Raleigh, so maybe he should have, but like, I don't think he knew that this, this, way of working with saltines was already a thing so he thought he just saw okay working class cracker saltines and now i'm gonna get you know rich white people in new york and la to like i don't know what he thought like buy all the saltines so like 
marginalized people won't be able to buy them anymore like i don't literally know what he meant i don't know and it's like i just don't see us ever also like are saltines like so coveted i mean are are saltines a working class cracker i mean yeah they're cheap they're they're like in i remember the only time i really had saltine crackers other than when you're sick soup is like when i was in elementary school and you were sick they and like the nurse would give me saltines but other than that, it's basically just like a side for soup. But for the most part, like I'm not really eating crackers. Like that's not really a part of my diet, but maybe I'm just weird. No, I mean, I think I, yeah, I mean, I, I saltines, I get like any, I mean, any cracker you buy at the store is like relatively inexpensive, whether it's a Ritz or a club or a saltine. I mean, the most expensive fancy crackers are like what? Three bucks. Mary's gone crackers are like, six. oh, those are expensive, but <laughs> I'm sick of those because I've done too many yeah. of my colons. I mean, that would be gentrification if she did this whole thing and then use the Mary's, with gone, Mary's crackers. gone crackers. Yeah, actually, that's probably not a bad idea because I just hate those things anyway. Uh, so people dug a little bit deeper into this guy's whole thing. So this okay. is the guy that's talking about gentrification and, and you know, he's he's the champion of the working class. So he does his job is to do pop up dinners. Um, he's like a private chef. His pop up dinners cost seven hundred dollars a head. Okay. Um, he also sells hot sauce on his website. Mm-hmm. His hot sauce is uh, $85. It's like $85 for five little bottles of hot sauce. Um, or you could buy a tote bag that just has his logo on it without any hot sauce for $55. Oh, my God. So these are that's very expensive for (laughs) yeah and now after so immediately he turned the replies off of this twitter thing um it's just one of these like he just tweeted this to get attention exactly he tweeted this to get attention he doesn't know what the word gentrification means he didn't know the quote-unquote historical significance of these alabama firecrackers and this poor white woman who works at Bon Appetit was just taking her culture of Mm -hmm. suburban southern food and exposing it to the wider population and now but like and the thing I mean this is honestly I feel like these Bon Appetit videos none of them have even gone viral since like everything happened a couple years ago so at least like they're drumming up some interest in their uh, YouTube videos again I guess but like is this really what they want to be known for oh my god yeah he's this guy's like a little marketing genius he now has tote bags that say gentrified crackers yeah he did that he like did that immediately he's smart i this guy is like a little sneaky guy he's smarter than us because we made our t-shirts we had gwyneth even wore our t-shirts and then we we still still didn't sell any of them gwyneth paltrow the woman herself on her main on the grid Instagram, never sold another one. Insane. I don't know. I mean, we should be in the Guinness Book of World Records for worst business the people, dumbest people ever. How did we do this? I don't know. I seriously, I don't know. It doesn't seem possible to me. No. I mean, everything that this woman wears goes viral and people covet it. And then the one thing that we made, we make, and everyone, no one gives a shit about it. <laughs> It was too insidery. No one knows who Elise and Megan I and all these people that are. Might yeah. have had some, it was yeah. just us. If we just wrote like Gwyneth's vagina on it or something, we would have sold 10 million copies. Millionaires by now. Yeah. yeah. Exploding vagina candle. 
Yeah. Ski menace. There you go. See, just let's make those. Yeah, just do um yeah, just that picture of her with her glasses and then just like menace on the slopes. Menace on the slopes. Yeah. If I if I had eaten more than like two thousand calories this entire week and slept more than like a combined like twelve hours, I'd probably be joining you and I'd probably help you come up with something. Thank but you. I can't. I did buy a little two ninety nine app on my phone that makes um pictures into different artworks, different people. Oh, artists. I saw you were doing Gwyneth. I did, yeah. yeah. I, was, I did an Andy Warhol one and a Shepherd Fairy one. They're cute, but was they were like, cute. Yeah. Um, that's the extent of my artistic talents, unfortunately. Well, thank you for explaining this Bon Appetit thing to me. Cause I genuinely, I thought that everybody was on the guy's side. No, 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 no. I think we've gone past like, I think every, no one cares about this stuff anymore, really, yeah, which is good. So. Like, I think there's, there's obviously like really important things to care about when it comes to gentrification, systemic racism. Well, gentrification is a real issue, but I think people have just become a little bit savvier about like when someone is just a grifter trying to get attention on social media versus yeah. like what's an actually like serious issue. Cause like, and even in the context of food, there are like the issue of quinoa where the like Bolivian people that subsisted on quinoa you know, for generations weren't able to afford it after the prices were driven up. So even in the food world, like there are issues of, I guess you could call that gentrification, but with this stuff, it's like, you're just, you're just angry for no reason. I mean, and I'm sorry, similar with the Jollof rice and the plantains. It's like, uh, it's whatever. I well, don't also like, I, I mean, sorry, but like, I don't really, I mean, I, uh, I guess I just, I'm going to say something that sounds like very like snobby maybe, but like you and I both grew up in like big cities. I grew up in LA and a lot of these foods aren't like new to me. Like I didn't grow up. I wouldn't say that. I, I'm not going to say that they're like cultural, my cultural foods or anything like that. They're always think that I had like out in a restaurant or something and like appreciated as like part, like I ate a lot of plantains growing up as like a part when I would eat Cuban food, which yeah, I yeah, yeah. growing up, like we'd go to a Cuban restaurant and they always had plantains. So like, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm definitely not saying that like, this is like my heritage, nothing like that at all. But I would say that like, in the context of like appreciating them as a part of another culture, it's like not, it's. I'm, I just, it's, I've, I've had plantains before, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Where it's like, I don't understand why it's like all of a sudden there's like this thing that maybe, but I, I don't keep up with like food trends. So it's totally possible that like new people are like finding out about plantains. who didn't used to know about them. I just didn't think plantains were such a, I mean, they've always been very readily available. They're in, in every grocery store. Like, like they're right next to the bananas. <laughs> yeah. Like they're right there. Like, I just don't really. I, I think the, I think the argument is like some of these recipes and I don't remember the specific plantain recipe that people were mad at, but so they're taking an ingredient that is significant to a particular culture. And then in some of these recipes, they're stripping that ingredient of the cultural significance and just using it at, in any sort of mishmash that they want. So like, again, the plantain example, I'm not really sure. I don't remember what the context was and maybe that's true, but like with the Jollof rice one, like, Sorry, like that recipe, it was in the New York Times, but it was written by a Nigerian American, you know, recipe developer, and it was called Jollof rice. And it l talked about 
what culture it's from and they did an authentic recipe so that in that case i think people were just mad that it was like in the new york times and again like i grew i mean i did not grow up i lived in a you know caribbean and african neighborhood in brooklyn for a long time and so i ate jollof rice a lot but yeah i guess a lot of you know people aren't as familiar with it i don't know it's so stupid yeah i i mean I don't, know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like, and it sort of goes back to the whole, like the Allison Roman controversy from a couple of years ago, which I think everyone sort of understands now how, um, what an overreaction that was. Yeah. I kind of think it was too. I just like, and she's doing fine. She has a new book coming out. Um, yeah. yeah uh i guess that's enough of that any other oh I'll, since we're on the subject of recipes i just want to recommend something i made last night um from the new york times mm. it is their version and maybe it's stripped of its cultural context it's uh it was called lemony greek chicken spinach and potato stew mm. uh and it's basically a avo lemono or whatever that greek soup that's is with soup. yeah but it's like the you know it's it's uh, a little more hearty because it's there's like chopped potatoes in it and you use ground chicken instead of um whatever chicken regular chicken. I don't even know if there is chicken. It's like an egg, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, there is chicken. There's I think chicken. there's chicken in it usually. Yeah. So this one is like it's you just um you just saute you know onions, garlic, and then you add uh, oregano and rosemary and the ground chicken, and then you just add chicken broth and um, potatoes, and then I just use like frozen spinach. It's like the easiest thing in the world, and it tastes super good. Oh, that's good. So that one. Yeah, I'm is... excited. I'm gonna eat something good. I think I'm not gonna eat any more of this fucking prolon. I'm gonna throw the rest of it in the garbage. Uh, yeah. I went to oh my god, one of the best Mexican restaurants. Where? In the valley. It's in North Hollywood. Oh. There's a few. It's just called Salsa and Beer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Salsa. Yeah. Have you been there? Oh yeah. I've been there a couple times. It's, I went oh, there there are a few locations. Yeah. It like we tried to go last weekend and it was literally there was a line going yeah. into the parking lot. It was insane. Yeah. So we went the other night to there's like a just sort of mostly takeout location in a strip mall that's smaller, huh. but has the same menu. So we went there. We didn't have to wait. It it's like so I feel like in LA, you either have these big sit down Mexican restaurants with margaritas that are like fun, but the food is like not that great. Mm. Or you have, you know, the most amazing taco trucks and like little hole in the wall places and salsa and beer. Their genius is to sort of combine these two. So you have like really authentic, flavorful, fantastic food in the atmosphere where you're having beer and margaritas and stuff. Yeah. Maybe I'll make Brian go there tonight. We went with the same thing happened to us. Like we um we're determined to go and it was that same location where the parking like yeah. you couldn't even get into the parking lot exactly and then the the line of just people was also like wrapped around the Crazy. block so we were just like okay forget it and then we went back I think we were like stalking it to see like when you when's the best time to go and we went early I think we went kind of early on a weeknight mm -hmm. and we were able to get in and um, we still had a little wait but it wasn't okay. anything crazy I think there's always a wait yeah but the first time I went was many many years ago um 
for lunch. And I remember, I don't think there was any weight for lunch. Wow. It must've gotten, cause I think they just had one and then they just, it kept getting so popular that they kept expanding it. I think, sorry, this is like a very inside LA thing. I want Casita del Campo, which I love that place. I love the atmosphere. I I like the food too a lot. I don't really see. That's the thing. I want them to fire their chefs and then hire the salsa and beer people to revamp the menu and make it Casita del Campo collab oh, no, with salsa no, and no. beer you have to have both because casita del campo because the your problem is when you go to casita del campo you're always trying to order like something fancy like you have to just get you have to accept that you're basically at like a you're at chili's yeah <laughs> and you have to just get like that like appetizer platter you need to get a quesadilla you need to get like flautas you need to get that kind of right stuff. and it but all even all that stuff is way better at salsa and beer i mean like John got the taquito plate and it was, sorry, it's 10 times better than the taquitos at Casita. Well, don't apologize to me, but I feel like that may be true, but like, I like Casita too. Like they maybe just aren't the same. I don't know. Mm, I guess I, it can't yeah. all be one big restaurant. No, I know. I, I, can't be, I just, I guess I just want, or, or say open a salsa and beer um, closer to me, <laughs> but I, I like the atmosphere I, of Casita. I know if I have to leave the valley, I will die of a broken heart. Yeah. The valley's to. great. I know. I love the valley. Uh, all right. Everyone should move to the valley. Yeah. Gentrify Sherman Oaks. I gentrify Sherman. Oaks. I, I don't, I don't think. I think we, Sherman Oaks has like, was like always. Gentrified. Yeah. Always. We went to Pacoima the other day. What have you guys been doing going around? We we auditioned for a game show together. Oh my God. You guys are so, Brian, you are like the contest king. I know. Um, So John's, sorry, this will be quick. No one cares. But it's, if if we show up, if we show up on um, 25 words or less, you heard it here first. I've never heard of that. John's good friend is like friends with the casting person for that show. So Mm -hmm. they were like, we need contestants. Um, So we went and to this like hangar in Pacoima with all these other like random people and like tried out for this game show, which is sorry. I mean, not to be a snob, but as most of you know, I was on Jeopardy. Yeah. So this, this was like, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty easy. I'll say that. Um, oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to like be too confident. Uh, cause you know, when you're there, it's probably going to be harder and like, Hey, I, barely made any money on jeopardy so it could only go up from there but so um, you, you you think you got on they basically said unless you're like a complete insane crackhead at this level of the auditions that you're gonna get on because they just need they shoot like 200 episodes a year and they just like need everyone to do it well i can't wait to, what's it on uh it who knows it's like a syndicated show meredith vieja hosts it from her basement oh. in new york um and from a and, basement yeah she just like zooms in like she doesn't even show up okay. <laughs> it's wow. the lowest budget thing and then i think i mean i guess it's on like random local channels but if you want to watch old episodes it's on um a little streaming service called tubi okay heard of it uh, and it's like uh it's like uh, what's the uh, not pictionary not charades um you're just like giving out cl- verbal clues so it's like, 
I'm really explaining it badly. I think so I if, know what you mean. So or if the like clue you is can't like say what it is, but you can say like yeah. If the clue is water, you say you know we drink or like whatever. Um, and yeah, and then you have to do 25 words or less. You can't say over 25 words. So that's what I did. Went to Pacoima. Afterwards, went to salsa and beer. That sounds like a fun day. It was fun. It was it was right after I got my authorization for the oral surgeon. So I was like in a better mood than I had been all week. So I was like, let's party. I, well, like we haven't done anything because we're going to Boston oh, fun. and New York um, on Sunday. Oh, cool. And we're just going to New York for like a couple nights. And then we're going to be in Boston for most of the week because Brian's doing a show at BU um, or Boston College. And they're making him, he has to like pay for everything out of pocket. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. 
So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. And then they're going to reimburse him. So Brian's like being really cheap right now. So we haven't done anything, no, but smart. I get it. Cause it's like, we have to pay for everything and then they're going to pay us. A back. reimburse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's doing a, whatever happened to pizza McDonald's show. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um, it's going to be fun. I haven't been to Boston since I was in college. I did some friends. Yeah, I went, I used to go sort of a lot when I was in college, uh, cause I had a lot of friends that went to schools there. Um, but, oh, my friend, Jen, who listens to the show, um, she went to grad school in Boston. I think that might've been the last time I went. Oh. All right. Shall we move on to. I guess main... like these lists are just, I mean, I'm, bare... I mean, I'm talking about stuff on the list that we've already sort of, covered, yeah. but let's get into it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Uh, what was your best? Okay. My best is just the court coverage. I mean, like I'm, of course, I'm sad that Gwyneth is in this position, but I do like that this trial is getting the respect and attention from major media news outlets that it deserves. It's a, it is, this is the trial that the country needs right now. Exactly. There's no, there are no victims here. I mean, maybe there are, but it's just like, (laughs) yeah, it's just like a fun light. It's just like trial as fashion show, basically. It's almost like, it's almost like something from legally blonde like it's not a real it doesn't feel very real it seems like something that would be a setup in like a comedy movie uh, trial yeah like a rich movie star who's accused of skiing into a doctor like it just doesn't sound it's just it's not serious it's yeah it's so low stakes that almost it wouldn't even work as the plot of a tv show because you're like no no no. i i don't mean it would be the plot it would be like the background the back yeah like unlegally blonde or like illegally oh i guess illegally blonde like it kind of takes it's kind of important but not really So yeah, you're the movie star goes to trial. I mean, it's like a Hallmark movie. I mean, it wouldn't be about the movie star; it would be about like the lawyer or like or something like that. And then falls in love with the opposing counsel or like the local ski instructor. Exactly. Or like, Uh, I do worry for Gwyneth since Will's not there. Like, what is she going to eat? Like, is I mean, Park City is obviously like for rich people, but I don't think I feel like. Well, obviously, she knows what to eat because she was there on vacation. Yeah, that's true. And she could prepare. I'm sure I'm sure she gets her like meals flown in or has her private chef do whatever she needs. I'm sure she ha- either like has a chef with her or just like knows the places to go. Or, or she's doing a two week prol on. Yeah, or she's probably just like not eating anything. <laughs> God. Oh, and I'm poor... gonna go on a hunger fast with her. I'm gonna go on a hunger strike mm-hmm. until she is found guilty until uh, well i don't know oh my For, god as long as the trial lasted i mean what's the the worst that could happen it's a civil trial she pays three hundred thousand dollars which is like a fucking couch Nothing change to her. to her but i feel that's what makes me 
so suspicious of the whole thing. Like 300,000 at this point, what is it even about? Cause I don't think he needs $300,000 either. Well, it's his daughter was like, I just want them to acknowledge and apologize for what they did. And I, I just, I do think that it's, it's it really is horrible watching a parent age and ail and get sick. And like, I totally empathize with them, but it, it just seems so, uh, t- such a tenuous connection between the, his deterioration and this, and this fall. The daughter that he emailed, I'm famous. Oh, he he emailed her. I'm famous. Yeah. Like that day he was like, I'm famous. Cause Gwyneth oh. Paltrow skied into me. I mean, that's a fun, I don't hold that against him. That's sort of a funny joke to be like, okay, look, sure. But if you're okay enough to be like, ah, I'm famous, but you never know when it's like Natasha Richardson thought she was fine too. Yeah, but it's been like they said Apple was like eight when this happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is cra- not, it is yeah. crazy that it's taken. I mean, uh, I was gonna say Hillary was president. Oh, it was <laughs> Obama was president when this yeah, happened. Yeah, it was in the Obama administration. Is this crazy. is not this is old. Yeah. Uh so let's keep posted on this trial. I love to see the outfits every day. I need to go because I've only sort of followed it on Twitter and CNN. I need to look on TikTok and see if they're actually having like a footage from the case. Sorry, My... I think Apple was 11. I think the 11. lawyer said Apple was eight. And then he like turned to Gwyneth and she was like 11. 11. Everyone always gets Apple's age mixed up because remember that who was the fashion designer that was like Apple was a Chanel girl at four and Gwyneth was like she was actually one. Well, is Apple, is she, she has to, so she's taking time off of her busy schedule at school to testify for her mom. mom. Good for her. Uh, All right. My best, my best, this is going to sound crazy, but there was an article. um, The article was about this woman, Alex Snodgrass, who's a, one of these paleo food blogger, whatever people define dish. And now she has a line of salad dressings. Oh, okay. Which the salad dressings are like, I don't need to buy a pre-made paleo salad dressing. Of course you do. I, I mean, I don't know. The paleo ones are the ones you need to buy the most because they're made of like weird shit so that they don't have whatever. I, I've gotten the, um, Primal Kitchen salad dressings, they're so bad. They're really bad. So maybe this woman's ones are better than the Primal Kitchen ones. I don't know. But I went to her actual like Instagram page with her recipes. They are so good. I'm like obsessed with this woman now. I want to cook her recipes. And I think out of all the people we've seen and auditioned, I want Goop to hire this woman as their new food editor if if they're going to do it. Oh, yes. I am familiar with the Define Dish. Define it because she's, she does, you know, she's paleo inspired. She does some whole 30, 30 stuff, but she, she's not so strict. So she'll, she'll, she does a bunch of different stuff that, and they're all like sort of healthy, but it's not crazy and they seem accessible. And I do feel like because she has this sort of wide medical, middle American audience. So she'll do like, her version of a cheesecake factory dish or her version of an olive garden dish. If she oh, does she have the the Zupa Toscana? Zupa Toscana, yeah. That's what they that is like um I just want to let everyone mm. know that is like a classic. I don't know who first came up with that, but that's like a classic whole 30. Oh, so she didn't. And I that. was like, what the fuck is this? And then like 
I've never made it, but after enough digging around, I discovered that it was supposed to taste like something you get at Olive Garden. Okay. I'm curious to me. I've, well, the thing is they put coconut milk in it, which does seem kind of disgusting to me, but whatever to put in like an Italian soup. It does, I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. But I, I think if she worked for goop, I can tell that cause she does, she'll do like, um, you know, she'll use the Zatar. She'll use the Zug. She'll use the Harissa. So she's, you can tell she's well-versed in sort of the trendy ingredients and flavor profiles of the time, even if she sort of panders to her red state audience. And I think if Goop hired her either as like a consultant or, you know, I don't know if she wants to move to Santa Monica, but like, and work in that fucking test kitchen, but um, she could actually play around and do sort of like a more refined version of what she does on her own page to, to pander to the goop audience. And I think she, Mm -hmm. I think she could do it. I think she's like, she's creative and smart enough while being like commercial enough. Uh, so I'm kind of like walks that line really well. Um, so I'm like, I'm, I'm a new fan. Um, I like, I liked looking at her. There's like a bunch of recipes from her that, that I want to try. Uh, even though I don't think I'll buy her prepackaged salad dressings. What did I make of? I swear I've made something off because she's done a bunch of like Whole Thirty Instagram takeovers. I think, mm, mm-hmm. which is where I get all of my Whole Thirty recipes. That, yeah, that's what they they need to have someone who is familiar with all of these fad diets and can play to lots of different audience, but isn't but isn't so obsessed with one of them that she, you know what I mean? That like so it's like. If like if Gwyneth is like completely paleo now, yeah, the goop recipes aren't going to really work if you're just doing paleo recipes. You need someone that like can sort of do a little bit of everything. Who's like understands paleo and maybe is like kind of working from that yeah. like v- worldview, but who can sort of go beyond it to to different so they can have like the vegan stuff and just like all of the things totally. that they used to have. Yeah. Cause the goop audience is very, you know, wide ranging and we have, we all have our own individual eating disorders and not yeah, no two. And it's like, like a snowflake. Also, no two like, are the same. Our eating disorders will change, you know, day to day or even hour to hour. Yep. We go from prolon to a three inch lot of combo in the in snap blink of, of an eye in truly in the blink of an eye. All right. What's your worst? Okay. So my worst is like, I thought this, this was two weeks ago on this Patreon. I made a wish. And my wish was that Jen Gunter would discover Will Cole. And what a monkey's paw situation I have found myself in. Because my dream was that you and I, as you may recall, we were going to start a fake Twitter account and trick Jen Gunter into getting mad about Will Cole. Well, we didn't need to do it because she figured it out on her own and she's now obsessed with Will Cole and hates him. It's okay. so crazy. We put this out into the world after years. We of, manifested this. Of Jen and Will, two sort of parallel spheres of interest for us Ships who never in had interacted and are two arch enemies. And we sort of are like, oh, we're going to get them to to fight it out to the death. And then it just instantly happens because of our, you know, our powers of manifestation. We didn't have to create a fucking anonymous Twitter account or anything. It just happened. 
No, it just happened naturally. And it's what I thought I wanted, but now it's really, really annoying because like hating Will Cole is our thing, you know? Yeah. And I don't know where she gets off like doing our thing. I just, I can't take it now. And she's going even harder than of course, but she's, she's more self-righteous about it than we are. Um, she's like now saying that she thinks he violated HIPAA. Yeah. So this is, this was, Yelp by like responding to Yelp complaints. This was my craziest because it, it, it was just so crazy that like the thing that we manifested came true so quickly. It and came true so quickly. I mean, like we literally, we spoke it and it happened. It happened instantly. And also and I think when we, oh no, the, it was after, no, I, I was going to say, I thought it was before the, um, the video of her podcast came out, but I think it was after. No. Yeah. It was after, uh, but so she, she first links to Will's Yelp page, which is truly so funny because you have all of these one-star reviews of people being like, you know, I either paid the like $95 like Zoom consultation fee and like didn't get my fucking whatever I was supposed to get. Or I did the whole program and paid like $7,000 for it's like two months of just like supplements and like, and like diet advice. And then you get like some lab work done. And it's like thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. This woman said that she got her labs taken and before the results even came back will put her on the like regimented cold protocol and she's like well why are you putting me on this protocol before my lab results come back like it makes no sense and then and then that you get her you get them to buy you know all these fucking vitamins and stuff it's such a scam seeing the yelp reviews make it even more clear how much of a scam it is and how much he is just like a true true evil fucking person I wonder how much he's charging Gwyneth. I wonder if he oh, charges nothing, her. Oh, nothing. Because it's you free think? publicity. Absolutely not. No, they are in a symbiotic relationship. He charges her zero dollars. Interesting. Because who would he who would he be without Gwyneth? He would be nobody. Yeah, but I don't know. Pay Maybe. for play. I, I don't think that he charges her anything. Also, you know, they consider themselves, you know, best friends now. Well, she's also like, he's my doctor. She's publishing his book. Oh my God. So then the HIPAA violation, someone on Jen's, like one of little Jen's Gunter Goblins was like, um, actually I think he's probably, and cause he was, oh, that's the other thing. He responds to all of these one-star Yelp reviews, um, in like a very bitchy defensive fashion. And then he ends, he ends all of his like little responses to, um, the, his haters with our very best to you on your health journey. Oh my God. Uh, and so, so someone was like, oh, he, if he's like set, talking publicly about these people's like personal, you know, health profiles or, or diagnoses or whatever, even as a chiropractor, he's like violating HIPAA. Yeah. And like, I think that's kind of part of the thing about being a doctor is like, if someone says that they don't like what you did or like that this happened and it didn't work, you kind of have to let it go because you can't just say like, actually, this is what happened and this is what's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> like on the internet. Um, oh my God. After, so after this, this is a woman, Jenny S from San Francisco. After he responded to her, she wrote back on Yelp and mm -hmm. said, 
I'm pretty astounded to see the response below from Will Cole and his team, which demonstrates a lack of professionalism that extends well beyond my initial negative experience. <laughs> his team attempted to discredit me by publicly calling me arrogant, condescending, and verbally abusive, which is defamation and completely untrue. I had very pleasant interactions with this team throughout my experiences, despite my frustrations with their model policies and pricing. They oh furthermore God. attempted to discredit me by assessing my Yelp reviews to indicate that I have some broader issue with bad experiences across industries. They said my reviews are evidence of this. Um, the distribution of those reviews tells a very different story. The majority are five and four stars, blah, blah, blah. The only reason I posted this review is that his emails ask patients to give reviews here to boost his low average. Oh I my saw, God. I saw the request when I was frustrated. They wouldn't take the supplements back. Oh, cause she, she didn't, oh, she like, she was so frustrated and they like sent all these supplements to her and like charged her thousands of dollars and she didn't open the supplements. She immediately like sent them back and they wouldn't give her her money back. Oh my God. Um, and then he goes on and he, he links. So you know how Yelp has like discredited reviews that are obviously like shills that they like don't list on their main page. Like when someone goes viral and everyone is like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he lists, he links to those. He's like, oh, actually to, to hear another point of view, you should look at oh, these reviews that Yelp oh, is good, hiding from the you. The good version of that. I see. I thought, yeah, yeah. the good, yeah, the good version because he and his people are probably the not recommended view, uh, reviews because he and his people are probably bar bombarding Yelp with good reviews and Yelp can see through it. So he's telling people to like look at his fucking fake five-star reviews some one of these is updated the first one on here that was two star oh really <laughs> updated review i was extremely excited to start with dr cole i paid thousands of dollars for extensive testing consultations recommended supplements it was well worth it believing my complete healing blah 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 um wow uh really wanting some reassurance um, or that same confidence that I was offered previously while the response was kind, I was only offered a 25 minute call for $325 or a care plan, which ranges from five to $10,000. I, I don't know. I didn't really read enough of it, but it seems like no. he was just getting scammed. This so there's 115 reviews that are not recommended. Most of them are people with like no other Yelp reviews. So may maybe it is real patients that he's like pressuring to to um review i mean or his bad his negative he's it's overwhelmingly one star i've absolutely. never seen this many one star reviews on anything no it's truly crazy i mean if he didn't he would be out of business if he didn't have gwyneth in his corner and his books and his, just well, his book nobody i don't i'm surprised because i wouldn't even think that the same way that I think of Jen Gunter, like I don't think their private practice is really the thing anymore. It seems like they're just like making, you know, do podcasts and writing books and stuff like that. I guess, but like a book, like even if your book, if your if your book is like a huge bestseller, you can make some money. But like most books, even if they do relatively well, you're not getting rich off of them. So I do think like that these whatever like seven thousand dollar like consultation things are probably making him more money and it's all zoom calls too like he doesn't even have a physical office it's all telehealth yeah i mean i'm pretty sure that jen gunter is right about this being a hipaa violation i mean even just saying things like he's responding you had sent me first of all this is my number one pet peeve in the english language you had sent multiple emails unnecessary you sent multiple emails that's mm -hmm. fine okay i don't know why people say you had done it sounds i whatever anyway neither here nor there 
you had sent multiple emails weekly from June 24th through the beginning of August with a total of 20 emails sent over that period of time. The responses by the clinic were quick. Um, our time answering far exceeded five to 10 minutes. You did request another additional test, just like the previous ones you added. There was a fee for that. I mean, it's like, I don't think that he can say that stuff. Like, I don't think a doctor's office is allowed to say like how many times you emailed them that you requested tests. Like these are, that's like private medical information, even if he's leaving certain things out. But I mean, it's crazy. Just the idea of like going to a doctor and at the end of like, whatever your checkup, the doctor's like, Hey, like, don't forget to review us on Yelp. That's like, so well, because psychotic. obviously it's not a real doctor. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's like doing some yeah. diet bullshit, but I love actually, sorry. Like, I mean, you know that I'm no Gunter head, but as I've said on here many times before, she's oh, technically is always right. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that Will Cole gets in trouble for that. I really do think he should get in trouble for this because it's like, sorry, like, can you imagine um, you go to a person like this who's requesting something so intimate? Like he wants stool samples. Yeah, he wants, you. yeah. That's the and, first thing you do is give him your poop. And for, and you can't even voice your concerns online without him coming and like kind of holding over your head, like, oh, well, I know all this stuff about you and like you're sick and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's like, I think that's like sadistic behavior, honestly. Absolutely. He is sadistic. I mean, and you know, we've had this podcast for so many years. We've talked about all these fucking people all the time. And as you guys, I'm sure I'll know, the only person who has ever gone after us is, is Will guy, fucking Cole. Will Cole. And also the, just another window into his soul. When he came after us on Twitter, a tiny podcast with like, no, we didn't even use our Twitter. Like I didn't even know our login to write back <laughs> to him. When he came after us, he was like, I listened to your podcast about me, which is so self-absorbed. Like this was not a podcast about Will Cole. No, you- yeah. I mean, he he obviously just like Googled his name. And then since then, obviously, I've been, I mean, very um like this know. podcast is about goop. And if we happen to mention Will Cole because he's in goop, then that's just like we just happen to mention it. But we've never like dedicated an entire podcast to him. I mean, at least not intentionally. We've probably no. like talked shit about him for a full podcast. Constantly, but Oh my God. We'll call you guys. He's, he is a fucking snake. The one thing about goop that I will say that all the haters are right is like these doctors that they get are fucking creeps, like really bad. Oh yeah. 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 I think, and Gundry is just gone. Gundry is like the official doctor of, um, truth social. Oh, that makes sense. He's gone pure right wing he's full like QAnon, and it's like why wouldn't i mean why wouldn't any goop doctor like they all could easily do it well i i think i mean part of it is because all these doctors at one point or another are like getting discredited and so goop is trying to like stay one step ahead of the the medical board but i do think gwyneth as like the head of goop is like so personally enamored with will cole now there is no room for any other doctor there's no room for any other voice because it's all will 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 it's all will 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 and he this has happened before to an extent where every time he has a new book out he does get a lot of attention on goop he publishes um his cookbook with them he gets to have a lot of recipes published on the website there's usually some sort of uh interview with 
about whatever his thing that he made up for this particular book. But this is just more than I've ever seen before. I mean, like the article, it's, I mean, several just like. it's. I mean, it's because huge. Goop is publishing the book. This is Goop Press. Um, and Gwyneth is like more and more in his in his thrall. I do think that the extra publicity is bringing extra scrutiny. Like I'm, ne- I ne- before this before two weeks ago, I've never heard anyone out in the wild talk about Will Cole, <laughs> and now it's happening. I it makes me honestly, I don't like it. I know it was like it was he was our enemy. He was our he was our guy, and no one knew who he was. And now everybody and we've been screaming about this guy for years on this podcast. But you guys know, and that's all we care about. You know, um, God, he's yeah. So, so that so my craziest was Gunter's fight with Will, just because of the sort of kismet of us putting that in the universe. Yeah. My worst was the will um the little excerpt from the book in the Tuesday newsletter that was uh that was the the 21 day so that's the 21 day gut feeling plan. Um yeah. of course this is hypothesis and emerging research <sighs> reviewed by the fucking fake Gerda, Gerda 2.0, Denise John. Um, I do not trust you if you reviewed this thing and and let it go to go to print. Gerda would never. I think probably why Gerda's gone. That's yeah. It's exactly Gerda was a whistleblower. Gerda did not like the sight or the smell of Will Cole, and she booked it out of there. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Um, I mean, probably not, but who knows? Maybe. <laughs> uh, so this fucking 21 plan of course you have to buy the book to understand what's happening. so he gives you a sneak peek thank god example so he gives you one day he gives you day four of the plan and all it is is he's just like obsessed with broths and soups which i understand like broths and soups are nourishing like everyone has known that for thousands of years that's why when you get sick if you're jewish and you get sick you eat chicken soup if you're chinese and you get soup you eat chicken soup it's like literally every culture in the world eats chicken soup when they're sick that's true nothing new um so he but then he he has to like add his little twist his shame flammation and then this is the most sort of um pernicious little twist in this book is is his sort of mental health aspect that he's adding into it yeah this and also this is probably one of the things that he's the least qualified to talk about i would say yeah maybe stool samples he knows what he's talking about but when you talk about psychology and mental health and then he's taking the like buzzword from three years ago uh huga the like danish comfort oh word so he's saying that was a there were like books about it but yeah so when you think about nourishment there's a good chance you think about nourishing yourself from within but you can also nourish yourself from the outside by optimizing your environment you may have heard about the danish concept of huga um now it's time to get in on the action uh so he's just saying like make make your fucking bone broth light a scented it's so basic light a scented candle enjoy the warm warmth of a hot drink or a fire um, you can also just sit in silence and that will, I guess, cure your inflammation, like lighting a candle and fucking drinking, drinking <sighs> soup. He's full of shit. He seriously is so full of shit. So full. His office is literally full of shit. 
Yeah, he loves multiple shit. thousands of people's shit at once. It's just a a warehouse, an airplane hanger of shit. Of shit. And he just goes in there, probably like stripped to his briefs, skipping like fucking Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, just mm-hmm. sniffing everyone's shit and like I jacking know he off. Loves it. I know he just, loves it. You know, he sometimes he'll just like add a little bit of shit to this big pile and he'll just like swim in it like fucking he's, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. He's like um he's like the shoe salesman who secretly has a foot fetish. Ex- exactly, exactly. But he's like Or, you shit. know, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> exactly. Uh backdoor Dr. Huxtable is Will Cole. Oh my god. He probably has but fucking not, he's not even interested in the door. He's interested in like in the what comes out. Yeah. Or maybe who knows? He probably has fucking cameras set up. He probably makes you like go into his office and like shit in his toilet and he has cameras oh set up. Oh my god. I would what if that turns out to be true? Oh <laughs> my god. I bet you he does. I love I that we can say anything on this because it's the Patreon. I know, but it doesn't mean anything. I mean it's like it could still <laughs> Yeah, it could still whatever. You guys know not to say anything. Yeah, please don't say anything. Like please, 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 like um but if we did get him publicly to disavow us or to go after us you know who we'd have on our side is dr jen <laughs> we switch we'd allegiances so jen quickly that's true uh bitch i'm from winnipeg oh god bitch i'm from winnipeg i can't i can't um so that's will just swimming in shit counting his bank account he probably is fucking like jacking off to Gwyneth Paltrow too. He he's in love with her. Oh yeah. It's so sick. He thinks that he will be with her. I think that he um like I think that he's like deeply misogynistic. Like I don't think that you can have this type of relationship with women in general, but like Gwyneth Paltrow in particular without like absolutely hating women. Mhm. Um, I think he just sees her as like a, he sees her as like a money pit. Yeah. Like a, a, like a dumb bitch who he's going to make money off of and he can trick. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think he's manipulating her. I think her, I think, um, she's getting closer to the age that her father was when he died. Mm -hmm. She's already got like weird, low self-esteem and like issues about her body image because of her career and just her entire life. and. And the, he knows those two things are happening. And um, it's like the perfect, it's the perfect storm of like pl- thou that plus having this platform, he's like, she's, she's um, irresistible to him. Yeah. And he ha- he knows the exact buttons to push the sort of the mixture of like positive reinforcement, like, oh, you know, Gwyneth, you're doing what I say, like, oh, you're getting better. You're like, this is great. You're, you know, lowering your sham inflammation. But, you know, you could always do a little better. You know, what about try this? What about try this? And it will go on forever and ever and ever. She's never going to get quote unquote cured. She's never going to get quote unquote better. He will always be there. And if you want proof that he's like manipulative, petty and um narcissistic just look at what he's writing on yelp yeah every... I mean, the, his yelp re- replies to these people who um are against him are so incredibly um i think manipulative like there's this undercurrent of like i'm gonna expose what's wrong with you or like i know what's wrong with you and that make gives me power um 
I think you can read it in the in the replies that he's writing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like no one who is actually secure in what they do cares that much about the pe- like and it would well, be it's just that it's like he's being he's being like very cruel by doing that. Mm-hmm. Cuz these are people that came to him for help. Yeah. And they they obviously didn't go in with an agenda like to discredit him. They they believed in him or they they were like desperate if they're experiencing, you know, chronic pain, fatigue, all these symptoms that he claims to cure. They're like in a vulnerable mental and physical state. And then as soon as they figure out that they're not not getting out of this what they signed up for, he just turns on them and nothing can be his fault. Nothing um he's oh yeah there's no he would never well nothing can be his fault because they're all right and he knows it like he knows that he's scamming these people sure. like he knows that he's taking advantage um like if if these people are saying like he knows that the things that he's claiming to be true are not backed up by like any actual science like he knows all of that He's not stupid. He's just a liar. Exactly. Um. So the only thing he can do when he gets called out is to go on the offensive because it's like Donald. He's like Donald Trump. It's the exact same thing as Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like any any narcissist. And you blame people for of doing the thing that you do. Yep. Projection. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean. And saying they're antagonistic. They're this. They're that. Yeah. When. All they did was go. And it's like, if, if it was always the patient's fault, then it wouldn't be down the line. All of these people saying it about him. Yeah. It's, it's so stupid. I just, I can't stand Will Cole. No, he's, 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 he's a virus on this earth. And uh, I hope that we get to watch his downfall. Unfortunately, like these people have no shame and like he has, he has like no credentials to begin. Like it's like, what are they going to strip him of his chiropractor, chiropractor license? Credential. Yeah, whatever. And as long as Gwyneth sticks with him, but this book, I can't imagine that this book is going to sell very many copies. I mean, shameflamation. I mean, I've never heard of a dumber. Like it sounds so stupid. It's so stupid. Shameflamation. Like, and it's it's that, embarrassing it's that, that is his sort of modus operandi is basically, I mean, he's, he's saying it in, in so many words is like basically blaming you for your health problems. Like that's, I mean, and I get there, there obviously is a connection between like mental health and physical health. And I do actually think that there's a connection between, you know, your, your gut biome and other sense systems in the bodies, but just sort of equating that shame and then sort of like blame, like it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a short road from that to saying, oh, you just had negative thoughts and that's why you got cancer, that type of thing. You know what I mean? Sure. And also if people are coming to him and, t- and admitting that they feel like shame and are being vulnerable with him, well, then that's just like another tool that he has to manipulate you. Because yep. like you have to be in, sorry, you have to be in really desperate straits to go to him in the first place mm-hmm. to say, oh, I'm going to sign up for paying thousands of dollars for these supplements in this like protocol. Right. And I mean, like, look, if you spend, let's say, $250 on a box of dehydrated soups (laughs) to eat for a week, that's fine. Absolutely. That's a sign of 
tip top mental health. Yeah. See, if you go Dr. Cole, I don't think so. Dr. Walter Lungo. Now there's a doctor I can get behind. Sure. Sure. He's an actual doctor, I think, or actually I'm not sure. A doctor of soup, a a DS. He's a doc. He's he at least has a PhD. You can call it. It's not a lie to say doctor. No, no, you can call it like legally or like Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden. Mm -hmm. Our first lady is also a doctor of what is he? Education. I I have no idea. Children's books, picture books, fucking whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, Okie doke. What, uh, so I said my worst and my craziest, what was your, did you have a craziest or saddest? Yeah, unfortunately. So as I said, like I've eaten no food and slept no (laughs) hours this week. And I just simply wrote down who did it. And I think what I meant was who who did did the crime. I think I was talking about who's guilty. Who's guilty of your, of your deteriorating mental health. Which is not, that's not an acceptable craziest or saddest for you. And I want to acknowledge that. But I think I meant that I was like unsure about who was guilty in the accident, but we already kind of covered that. It's all of us. It's society at large. Who did it? It's our sociopathic sociopathic economic system. As Marianne, oh, Marianne would destroy Will Cole. I would she I mean I don't know she? I don't want to give her too much <laughs> actually maybe they would she probably really get along they probably get along pretty well they I'm not I'm not 100% sure they haven't met yeah they're, they're probably they're probably living together he will probably be her VP he will vote for her well sure I mean well no he'll vote for Trump he am I kidding yeah he'll vote for Trump or just like for... he has the last three elections and yes I said three <laughs> three he's that swing voter in pennsylvania yeah and like sorry why do you live in monroe Pens- monroeville pennsylvania like something fishy's up something with that. happened he has it's like he's like a sex offender and like can't cross state lines or something i it has to be now we're getting sued <laughs> i'm saying I, I i phrased that in the form of a question you did phrase it as a question um i okay. don't know who knows? I don't know why. Why? Why? I think it's like where he set up his. Um, I've got. We have to get do a deep dive into this. But yeah, if, any, if anyone had of... would go Hollywood, like there, he'd be the first one on the fucking flight to Santa Monica. Like, I let's do like an investigative. He does report. have kids. He's he a does. Sing- yeah, he has. Oh, I'm I remember. Sh- I remember. I remember. Yeah, he has, he's like a single father. We need to talk to the ex-wife. Is what we need to do. I'm going to become a journalist and find out about his life. Maybe we should take a trip to Monroeville, Pennsylvania and see what the locals have to say about him. Yeah. And just like ask around. We could get some good food, some Amish like shoe fly pie. What if we'll call us secretly a Patreon so he can listen and see if we talk shit about him? If he just signed up with a pseudonym, I wouldn't put it past him. He's so crazy, He's, but we did. We were really mean to him on Twitter when he came for us that last time. Well, we should have been. And like, sorry, everything is alleged. This is a comedy podcast. Hello, it's in. It is a comedy podcast. Comedy. It's listed in fucking comedy. Comedy in the thing. can't go after us. We have no money, so like, you can go after us. What if do you want. want? What do you want? What do you fucking want? Uh, okay. Well, let's um move on to what we would try this week. What would you try, Agnes Hewitt? I would try um, triggering an upward spiral. 
That's an because old article. I, I was so pissed off. Wait, what? That tr- that upward spiral article. It was, and I feel like there's like really nothing in it. Um, but I just like the it was, and it's not even that old. It was from like. It was from September of last year. Oh, of la- God, the months just blur together. 2020. I, I think it's like Gwyneth is in such a downward spiral that they're like, we need to like, maybe if we publish this article again, she'll read it and she'll listen. Gwyneth is having a hard time. 2023 has been tough for Gwyneth so far. Although things are maybe about to turn around because you know what happened today. What? The thing that I've been dreading. What happened? Um... Pluto has entered Aquarius. Oh, I can be cast off. This is why I got my authorization for my oral surgery. My stress is relieved. But it would have happened today. Spiral. It happened. You didn't seem relieved. You seemed very stressed about all of this before (laughs) I told you that. No, but now I get it. I I see it, and I I'm actually visualizing releasing Pluto and giving it to you. (laughs) But Pluto is going to be good for me. Okay. Like I need, like I'm welcoming this because I think Pluto is good for me. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what, what I, for now it's not been that long since we talked about this, but I completely forgot what the deal is. Let me Google it really fast. It's supposed, so it's supposed to be kind of bad, but you know, with all of this stuff, they're like, it could be all right. Hang on. It's sort of like the death card in tarot. And it's just like, it signifies like big change. I think. Wait, so does that mean that we're in the age of Aquarius or that's different? Than I Pluto think we're, no, we've been in the age of Aquarius. I think we may already be out of it. I don't know. Oh, shit. Pluto's journey through Aquarius will impact you on a community level, sweet ram, conjuring themes around society and how you fit into it. You may begin to invest more in refining your identity, finding ways to separate yourself from others without entering a state of isolation. I mean, that doesn't really sound that bad. Hang on. But that wasn't specific to me. Um. Ah, oh, God, I'm I'm nervous. I'm not going to pretend I'm not nervous about it, but. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, it well, happened and. Um, and now, you know, I now I see like the skies are clear. This is the first sunny day we've had in weeks. The, the birds are out. A squirrel just walked by on the telephone line outside my house. And um, I feel free. All right. Wait, what? here. this is. On, wait, sorry. Sorry. Okay. On the other side of Pluto in Capricorn's late stage capitalism is Pluto in Aquarius, a transit that will feel remarkably different. Aquarius, the last air sign of the Zodiac, is represented by a water bearer carrying a vase filled with water to share with the masses, symbolizing equity, humanity, and collective care. Governed by Uranus, Aquarius is associated with scientific breakthroughs, medical and technological advancements, and the needs of society at large. Might that devolve into dogmatism or an AI takeover or irreparable institutional collapse? Possibly. But at the end of the day, Aquarius is a humanitarian with a penchant for invention. So during Pluto and Aquarius, we should brace ourselves for lots of major changes that impact policy, technology, and the collective. Good. I say, let's bring it on. That means Marianne's going to win, guys. Marianne's gonna fucking win but what does it mean for me as an Aquarius so I don't know actually now that I think about it I think our own personal sun signs don't actually have much to do with this it does but remember like we read about it and they were like watch out Aquarius because you're getting Pluto yeah 
I don't know. Anyone who knows astrology, I think it just means like the planet is in, because like this isn't the sky sort of just divvied up into 12 sections for each sign. So like, it's just like in general, Pluto is in Aquarius. So maybe that means you're the chosen one and you can be on Marianne's cabinet. It's like JLo wouldn't let any Virgos like be her backup dancers. Like Marianne only lets Aquariuses be her cabinet members. She should. I mean, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm still reading about this, but anyway. Well, yeah, we'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. What I would try is one of I I I I tried a new lunch this week and it was a a complete failure. I tried to do this like bright spring salad with snap peas and asparagus and you know chicken breast and um farro and it was just like tasteless and bland. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna try um my my new girl uh. What the fuck's her name? Snodgrass. Alex Snodgrass. Oh, yeah. Define dish. I don't she, think you're going to find much pharaoh on there. Does she have... I thought... Is she grains? Well, yeah. That's the thing. Is she's... I don't... She's not she even paleo at all. Because this... Her thing that she had was... um, It's called the, a Caribbean-inspired chicken bowl. It's not a Caribbean chicken bowl. It's a Caribbean-inspired chicken bowl. So you can't cancel her. Mm-hmm. Um, She just came back from Nevis. And... She just, it's like chicken, chicken thighs, um, coated in like jerk seasonings. And then she does like a quick mango salsa and then she does brown rice and beans. I think I'll sub out some of the rice for like greens to make it a little less carby. Um, so yeah, this recipe is not paleo or whole 30 or anything. It's literally just like straight up fucking rice and beans, That sounds um, good though. but it sounds good. And it sounds like flavorful and like relatively healthy, especially if I like, you know, do do like half rice and half um i don't know what the fuck kale or whatever so i might do that that's what i shall try even though i do want to keep i just can't even believe how much i failed making that lunch bowl this week it was i haven't had that bad of a recipe in years did you say where it was from? Sorry, I was reading my voice. Oh, no. the I sort of made... It was from some anonymous garbage healthy blog. I can't even remember what it was. And I just... I made it my own, which is probably a bad idea. Because it was like with this lemon vinaigrette. It just... Everything tasted so bland and so similar. Mm. And it was just like... It was just like monotonous to eat. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, All right. What would you buy? I would buy, I mean, I'm not really going to buy this, but did you see there was like a cute little thing where they were like, oh, you can have like a tea. Oh, yes. It was at this Beverly Hills hotel. Yeah. They do. Let me see. They do like an afternoon tea on the weekends, but then I guess this week it's like the people from, it's at the Mayborn Beverly Hill. And Beverly Hills and Gwyneth's favorite hotel in London is Claridge's, which does like a fancy tea. So the people from Claridge's are going to do this Beverly Hills tea. And then you get like a goop gift basket. Um, it's all sold out anyway. It's sold out and I wouldn't really get it, but I thought it was really cute. I love to go to like a fancy little tea because I'm like a little princess. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. I mean, this regular afternoon tea at the mayborn is 125 dollars a person so i can't imagine how much this shit's gonna cost there let me see i went to i had like a big tea like this um 
on my birthday with my That's parents, fun. which is embarrassing. Oh, they took like, their little princess out to tea. Yeah. There's a one in uh, Pasadena that's really popular. I went to one that was also in Beverly Hills. And it was I was also at this hotel that also was in Chicago. And I also went to the one in Chicago with oh. my friend. But um, I can't remember what it's I can't think of it. Hang on, I have to Google it now. Um, oh, the peninsula. Oh, yeah, that's a very yeah. fancy hotel. It was so nice. Um, but it's like a fun, like it's just like so cute. I love that shit. I love, love those little sandwiches. There's I love a, a little yeah. There used to be a place in New York I would go to in college that was like the very like low budge version of this. Um it was called Tea and Sympathy. Mm-hmm. And it was like uh it was like 20 bucks a person. And you got a pot of tea, you shared your little finger sandwiches. It was so that's good. how it should be. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. It's like dim sum for white people. Yeah. Instead of dumplings, you get little sandwiches. Yeah. And you get wired because they just keep refilling that tea and you just get like fucked up at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Your heart's exploding. Um, so yeah, I unfortunately none of us I was like, oh, we should have. I mean, I wouldn't pay for it, but like it would have been sort of fun to go to the the goop, the goop one. Wouldn't it be fun to go to the goop one? Like what makes it goopy? Probably nothing. Nothing. I think uh you just get like a you know sample size of like sleep milk or whatever. Oh, my mom got her sleep milk. She really likes it. Oh, good. Yeah. It's her her <sighs> review. All right. Um, um so oh, I would buy I just need I haven't had Birkenstocks for like a year since my old ones like got destroyed. Um and yeah. they this week they had like a how to style your Birkenstocks for spring. Mm. Um and on I goop? just on goop, yeah. And okay. I love like I always need some sort of shoe that I can just sort of slip and slip on, slip off if I'm, you know, running a you know, going to the mailbox or whatever. And Birkenstocks are perfect for that. So I'm gonna buy real ones. I'm not gonna buy the like vegan ones this time because those just got completely although I have the white real ones and they got fucked up too. I really? think it's like well, I mean, I think I just wore them so much. Like they're just kind of fucked up. Like the the heel like is like completely like thin. Okay. I just like wore it down. Um, mine just the um, straps like started disintegrating. And I was like, I don't know. I thought Bir- weren't Birkenstocks supposed to be like, oh, you they last for like decades if you wear them correctly? I don't know. I always thought that that was like a it was like a utility shoe that was gonna last for a long time. Nothing is still is made well anymore that ever no. used to be. But um, um I do kind of want to get another pair of Birkenstocks. It's not the top of my list. Oh, an honorable mention. I really like the sneaker guide because I love wearing sneakers. I hate wearing like high heels or anything. Yeah. They hurt my feet so bad. I'm such a piece of shit. And I always want to wear like cute sneakers, but I never really know what to get because, you know, people take that stuff really seriously and I always feel really intimidated by it. So I appreciated the sneaker thing. Oh, totally. Yeah. I always wear the most ugly looking fucking sneakers. <sighs> my sneakers right now are from goop but you know oh, you nice. can't just have one pair of sneakers i just like have like asic or new balance just like they blah. had new balance on here oh yeah yeah um all right I guys have, okay. anything else we want to share oh god sorry sorry Baby. my god just broke, like literally into the microphone um i guess that's my cue <laughs> yeah i need to get lunch 
Yeah, I need to pass out. Sorry if I'm yeah, you're like it. undernourished. You and Gwyneth are like I think I just pushed it a little too hard this week with yeah. the with the right. one. I'm gonna like go dive fall face first into a pizza. That sounds fantastic. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for uh thanks for being Patreon members. Uh welcome to our new people. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. There's like lots of episodes you can listen to. Um and yeah, we'll keep you all abreast on the trial, oh Will Cole's um descent into hell and everything else in the Goopaverse. All right. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.